Welcome to the Fret Dojo Podcast, the place where pro guitar players share their secrets. Visit www.fretdojo.com to access online courses and free resources to take your guitar playing to the next level. Hello everyone, Greg O'Rourke from the Fret Dojo Podcast. Fantastic to have you listening today and I've also got my assistant instructor Vin today with me. What topic are we going to cover on today's podcast, Vin? Well, Greg, today we're going to talk about picks, uh, playing jazz guitar and picks. Now, because there's a wide range um, of options available, heavy picks, thin picks, big picks, small picks, no picks at all, thumb picks. So why don't we talk so a little many bit about picks. that? So many <laughs> picks, so many options. So the beginner may be a bit confused. Let's just kind of navigate the terrain of picks uh when we were learning and playing jazz guitar yeah that's right specifically jazz guitar so um a little bit about myself it's interesting because you know like i, I teach a lot of jazz guitar online got a lot of videos out there but uh, i tend to not use any picks at all uh i just use fingerstyle guitar the reason for that is i started uh with classical guitar as my main focus for many years and the kind of the habit right. stuck now, it's kind of interesting. I'll tell you a little story. Once I was at a gig and um, and I was playing with another jazz guitarist, we were doing a jazz guitar duo, and the guy um, looked over at me and he went, oh, yeah, I can see you're still using fingerstyle, but, you know, one day you'll graduate to to using a pick. <laughs> Like sort of like like I've still got to grow up or something like that. Now um, it, it really showed his ignorance because uh, as we know, um, what style did Joe Pass tend to fall on, uh, Vin, towards the uh, latter part of his career? Sure, and you know, like to um, uh, assume that one is necessarily easier or better than the other, I think is uh, erroneous to say the least. You know, my story, when I was at Berkeley, I was more of a rock and blues guy, and I had never played fingerstyle, jazz, anything, or classical, anything. I was just straight rock, heavy metal, and blues guitar. So I was, I've had a pick in my hand since I first picked up a guitar, and I don't think I ever put it down. Uh, so for me, I had to learn the other way, and I had to learn the fingerstyle, and I'm still working on that. I still can't quite get that down exactly like as comfortably <laughs> as a pick so just to say you know one is easier or you graduate to one or another total bollocks that's right yeah so <laughs> we're, we're kind of coming uh we're, we're walking up uh the the both opposite sides of the mountain to the same place right. aren't we so right. um so yeah there obviously there has been many jazz players that are um incredible with the pick we've got pat martino um you, you you know uh barney kessel um many players like that but joe pass as i mentioned before he 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 was great at both he could he was great at the pick but also uh when he started focusing more on solo guitar um he was mainly playing uh, uh finger style and he actually had a classical technique background as well joe pass not many people know that uh, so, so as you can see, it's not really about what's right or wrong in terms of what picks you use or whether you, uh, what type of pick you use or whether you don't use any picks at all like me. Uh, it really comes down to this, what, what is the vehicle for the kind of music that you want to express and play on the guitar? 
so um but let, let's get into the specifics though now uh in turn like because vin you're you you're you know a bit more about picks than i do um do why do why do jazz players often tend to focus on those sort of heavier heavier um with picks um I, i've noticed that uh quite a lot over the years well i'm gonna say guitarists in general um lean more toward the medium to heavy to extra heavy thicker rather than thinner um i haven't done much research on it just talking to other guitar players over the years and myself uh i think it has to do with the spring back you know like when you have a, a thick pick as soon as you hit the string there's no delay waiting for that plastic to pop back into place mm -hmm. you know so you have just a solid you know, um, like as soon as you do a, a downstroke, it's ready for the upstroke. There's no waiting, lagging for that bending pick to come back. Um, that's that's as far as I've got. Do you have any thoughts on why that is? Um, I, I guess, yeah, as you say, because there's less kind of spring back uh, compared to those uh, thinner picks, um, you tend to get less of a slappy sound uh when you're when you're using a heavier pick and i think that can lead that it's in a subtle way anyway it can lead to a more well-rounded sort of that that sort of the, that that warm jazz tone that that uh that that at least in more traditional that's another sort of part styles of, of jazz yeah is yeah. the tone side of it do you notice uh any tonal difference Oh yeah, when I've, definitely. When I've played with a pick and 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 using a thicker pick, it has a does have a uh, subtle impact. Uh, I think some times people get carried away a bit with this sort of stuff. Like I, I remember I went to a, a fellow guitarist's house one day, and he was trying to find the ultimate pick, and he literally bought about three hundred different uh picks and he was tr like he was spending hours he was like a mad professor trying one after the other to try to get the <laughs> ultimate guitar sound and i think that's a bit over the top it's like you, have you heard of some people uh I, we're probably going to get a lot of hate mail about this but people that consider that certain like um guitar leads you know like leads that you plug into the guitar and the amplifier that can have an impact on tone and, it, and maybe it can but i don't know like you're kind of splitting hairs a bit i think if it can i don't have the ears to tell <laughs> uh, having said that, I think, you know, there, there may actually be some people who can, you know, I mean, I know in school and outside of school, I've had friends uh, who were engineers, recording engineers, and who were trained, their ears were, were trained, could, could spot the difference in like a 32 band equalizer, you, you just pick one random slider and just notch it down just a little bit. And I ask them, which one I did, they they can tell. Oh, and I'm okay. just floored by that. So some people do, I suppose, can hear that. I can't. First one to tell you, I can't, you know, yes. especially amplified, uh, the whole band's playing. Yeah, you know, the drums are ringing in your ears and there's a crowd out there. And, you know, yeah, so maybe in like a studio application where you can really zero in on mm. it and you can hear it. But live, it's a little too fin uh, not finicky, but a little too precise for me to hear the difference. Uh, a bit too extreme, maybe. A bit too, too yeah. So, so I think it, it, yeah. Again, yeah. Maybe in your, if you're an incredibly like high end controlled studio environment, maybe these things start to matter. But for most, right. for most players, most uh, amateur players, most people playing 
live, uh, you know, and the general audience, these things probably don't matter as much as you might think. Now, the with the one thing um, that uh, does impact tone a lot is the settings on your guitar itself and the amplifier in a combination. I think they're the first places you should go to when it comes to uh, looking carefully at tone. Um, it's a little bit with an acoustic instrument, uh, especially if you're playing, um, you know, finger style, uh, the quality of, of uh, your your technique and the and the the shape of your nails if you're using fingernails like what I do um, those things do matter but I've noticed on a, on on electric instruments it tends to be more the, the 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 settings and sound of your guitar and the amplifier that that really has the biggest impact so maybe look at that first to optimize your sound if I can only add one more thing uh, it's 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 of course where you pick closer toward oh, perfect the, yeah closer you toward the neck about that? or closer you know or you know closer toward the bridge well you know it's just like how your how like pickups generally work when you use your pickups closer toward the bridge right toward the back uh you get the brighter a little brighter more trebly sound you get a warmer more bassy sound as you pick you know more forward closer toward the neck so i would say it's a combination of equipment where you're picking mm. that to me like where you're picking is going to have a more noticeable impact on the tone than the type of pick you're using. Yeah, exactly. That's been my experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th there's one other thing that's interesting sometimes with uh, jazz players. I don't know if this is like that with uh, with rock players as well, Vin, but um, often I've noticed jazz players put the pick on its side. So rather than um, pointing it down uh, as if you'd expect, they actually turn it 90 degrees so that the side of the pick is the um, is the surface that's picking the string. Now, again, that might be just a personal preference. Maybe it's easy to hold or or gets a slightly different sound or, or that sort of thing. So uh, so that, that might be worth experimenting with as well. Sure, something like that. I don't know like if that affects tone, maybe some tone guru can you know let us know. I would my my gut if you're asking why some people might do that it's just it's maybe like the like speedier quicker mm. players you've got less resistance right with the more of a rounded piece of plastic instead of the point so there's less friction going over the string mm. this is me going back to like you know like when I was playing hard rock and heavy metal we were always working on our picking right we're trying to get the these lightning fast sweeps and everything else mm. so to those people, yes, they pay attention to a lot of this stuff. But if you're not, you know, trying to break the break the the sound barrier, you know, with the pick, I don't know how much you're going to notice. Yeah. That's me. Again, that's me. So, so I, we're not really giving any definitive answers here. It's all so it's almost like there's hundreds of right answers in terms <laughs> of how you should do something. But the the in the end, it's really about. Don't, rather than playing to your weaknesses play to your strengths you know like when i first picked up jazz guitar many years ago uh, i'd come from classical guitar and i kind of had that mindset oh you know i'm playing jazz now i need to use a pick and i and i got reasonably good at it but i found it it was a because i was just so much more advanced in finger style uh, over the years I, I sort of made a decision and i went you know what i could spend another five years getting better at plectrum technique or I can just focus on what I'm really good on already, and that's a better vehicle for me personally to express the music. Uh, so, on that, mm. I'm sorry, I was just going to say, while we're on that, have you noticed like any any instances when you felt like you were maybe lacking something, like 
Maybe you were oh, playing yeah. and you're like, this would probably be a lot easier with a pick, but I don't have one. Yeah, I think when you're getting into the really fast uh, sort of uh, soloing or, or let's say you're studying something like a Pat Martino transcription, like that's where I think the pick would have the edge. You, you do get, I, I think the top overhead of speed is a, like you can get a little bit more headroom with the plectrum uh, for most people than um, the, than than a than fingerstyle. But it's just, having said that, though, maybe that's just me needing something to work on a bit more because I I remember when I went uh, I did a trip once to the Philippines and um you know went around to sort of some some like island bars like on the beach and things like that and there were so many good musicians and there was there was I remember there was this one guitar player there that was blazingly fast on fingerstyle like I'd never seen anything like it so so and he was actually using a technique where he was instead of like often with classical players they alternate two fingers one after the other uh, he was alternating three fingers in a kind of a three finger sequence and he was just nailing it so so um you, you know th there you go like so may maybe that you can end up get getting to the same place eventually if you work hard enough at it i was just going to say my question on that though somebody who's just starting out do you think they can achieve that sort of speed with their fingers quicker than they can do if they started with a pick Oh, that's a good question. M might be to the individual. My my opinion would have been more leaning towards the pick. I think. If, I would uh, for I would almost for certain say you can build up that kind of speed quicker with the pick. I mean, both take an extraordinary amount of work and dedication and practice. But and this is you know this is me coming from pick only player now getting into the world of fingerstyle and more and my uh, struggles with it. I'm like I was I was playing faster stuff when I first started right. with a pick. I'm still struggling here with the uh, fingers. Okay. So my personal experience probably build up to some of the you know little speedier things with the pick first. Yeah. But I suppose it depends on you know your practice how you know how much you're practicing how properly you're practicing. But I would think the finger technique is as a general statement might take a little bit longer to build up those kind of pat martino type chops yeah yeah no i think th i think we're on the same page there so okay. uh we're well, just one last thing we'd have before we wrap wrap up today is that uh we're also they the, both those styles of playing whether with a pick or without a pick can can uh help be a vehicle for your ideas so like I, I love playing chord melody kind of you know music with multiple lines happening at once with the bass line and the top top line and things like that you, you can really get a lot of intricate detail with fingerstyle that perhaps you can do with a pick with chord melody but it's a lot harder to to be honest to do that so so think about when you're kind of set if you're going to end up settling on a particular playing style it's like have a think about you know what do i really want to do, do i love kind of those those older recordings of joe pass uh screaming out a, a single line solo on a jazz master or do you love um you know, like George Van Epps and that that beautiful uh, chordal playing uh, that that he that he uh, got by using fingerstyle technique. So it's really uh, uh, have a have a think about what you want to do as a musician uh, rather than what you should do. And I think that's an important uh, distinction we should make. Uh, regard whatever you're working on in Very your important. music. 
You know, you're an artist. You're not so, someone that has to be like anyone else or or do the same thing as anyone else. In the end, you make your own musical choices and that's where uh, you tend to play your best. I would 100% agree with that. Can I just add something on that, something that we didn't mention, we skipped over? There, There is the third way. There's the hybrid. Oh, of course. Right? We should or, talk about or that. Or thumb picks. That's you know, right. That's right. Where you kind of get the best of both worlds, maybe not 100% of of both uh but you know the, i i find myself maybe because i'm so comfortable with the pick mm. i find myself doing that quite a bit yeah like yeah. as i practice and develop my finger style all i had to do was get used to you know holding a pick and using my other two or three fingers my pinky's lagging a little bit yeah. uh <laughs> You know, that gives me the option that that gives you option for, for chord melody. You do have mm. to learn to control the volume a little bit because mm. naturally mm. that pick is going to hit the bass strings, you know, maybe a little louder or a little mm. brighter sounding. But um, so that's an option. And the other option is, of course, the thumb pick. Yeah, exactly. Like like what Lenny Bro did. Um, like that, that was Bro, one of Chet, Chet Atkins. Chet Atkins, yeah. Many, yeah. many players. Yeah, so so that's where you can actually, as you as um, Vin says, you 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 have a a, a a a way to play that satisfies both needs because you can play the chord melody and then you can grab the pick when you need it and treat it as a single as a standard pick playing. Uh, it take does take a little bit to get, of getting used to because those thumb picks feel a little bit different compared to a standard pick, but definitely uh, that's a way to leverage your existing uh, picking ability uh, if you did want to dip your toe into finger style a bit. And um, yeah, I think it's a, it could be a great solution for for uh, jazz guitar in particular. So there you have it. We have uh, no pick finger style. We have uh, pick only. Uh, or we have hybrid picking. The choice is yours, my friends. So uh, uh, we're, we've, I think we've covered a lot of ground today, Vin. Um, and uh, any any final thoughts before we wrap up? Well, not to keep piling on, uh, but I have one last thing to add <laughs> to that. Thing. Uh, okay. It's well, it's um, another option similar to the hybrid picking. Uh, it's one of my favorite players, uh, Brian Setzer. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he does the the big band and stuff now, but he comes from more of a you know rock rockabilly thing. I learned from a Hot Licks video of his back in the '80s how he was getting like a lot of that finger picking because he was doing like a lot of the rockabilly country mm -hmm, mm -hmm. type things but he's ripping with the pick as well and he just does the a tuck he's playing i, I can't see it. Uh, playing, maybe, maybe then, for those for those that are listening maybe explain oh, right. it like like what um, you're well he's 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 playing he's he's holding the pick mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. he's playing with the pick but when when he needed to do some finger style he would tuck the pick uh up toward his palm so just his index finger is holding the pick. Oh, okay. okay. And that freed up his thumb and his other three fingers. And when he wanted to go back to single line, he just pulled the pick down and played. Oh, there you go. There you go. It, it, it took me a lot of practice and a lot of drop picks to get that right. down. But once you have it, it's it's pretty comfortable. So again, another option. Uh, there you go. Uh, now we've got four options. So there you have it, the world of picking. Let us know what you thought about today's topic. This was an interesting kind of journey down a few different styles that you can try at home. And um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you and make sure if you're listening to this on iTunes, please give us a five-star review. Really helps the podcast and uh, getting us to the, 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 these lessons out to more people. 
Okay, so thank you very much. It's been Greg and Vin here from the Fret Dojo podcast, and we'll see you in the next one. And for more jazz guitar lessons, tips, and free stuff, visit www.fretdojo.com.